Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Welcome to another edition of Dork Trek. Hello. As we voyage through the Star Trek series, we're on our third series. We're doing Voyager now. Hello to all of our new listeners and welcome. Hello to all of our old listeners and thanks for sticking around. We have a great show to review today. Great show. Great show. And we're joined by Jenny Zell. Hello, Jenny Zell. Hello, Bob. How are you? I'm good, Jenny. I'm good. That's we're joined good. by Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Hey. Dennis, you got the, the, the Cisco beard work and I dig it. You look handsome. Kind of, yeah. I like it. And last but not least, joining us live from his ski lodge, Ben McCormick. And just taking advantage of the snowy weather and the snow day that we had. <laughs> Dennis has a baseball with him too, so it's perfect. So yeah, man, so we're talking about Voyager. What's the name of this episode? Time and again. Time after time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're lost and you look and you will find me. <laughs> Is that an original Cindy Lauper song? Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. So. I didn't know if it was a cover. I've always liked that song a lot. Yeah, it's good. Cindy Lauper has a great voice, doesn't she? Like, she's a good singer, I guess. Mm-hmm. But she, plot, her career didn't last as long. Good and unique. Yeah. Plot twist: that song was written by Willie Nelson for her. Get out of here! Mm. No, I'm just making it up. Just, I was gonna say. I mean, Willie Nelson is a great songwriter, so it wasn't out of the realm of possibilities. Who wrote "Time After Time"? Now I must look. And we've already been distracted. Two it. minutes in. She wrote it. Ooh, that's cool. Good for her. So she made all the that. Title of the of the episode <laughs> threw us off. <laughs> yep. That way, you know it's going to be a good episode. "Time After Time" is such a really great song. Like it's a really it's a really good song. She co-wrote it with her hymen. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> Rob Hyman. hymen. <laughs> yeah. Co-written by with Rob Hyman and produced by Rick Chertoff. Okay. I guess I would say that's probably her best ballad, maybe. Well, True Colors. You can't sleep on uh, True Colors, son. I don't know. True Colors seemed played out to me. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, because it was in commercials and shit. It was like in a Kodak commercial. Yeah, Kodak, yeah. Maybe yeah, that'll be that the next. For them. Maybe that'll be the next stock they manipulate on Reddit is Kodak, and then everybody will be rich again. I think Kodak's already out of business. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> if only there had been Reddit. But yeah, so True Colors is a good. I only know what girls just want to have fun. True Colors and Time After Time. I don't really know a lot more to the Cindy Lauper catalog. That good enough song from oh, Goonies. from yeah, that's Goonies? a good one. All right, yeah. all right. that's my f- fourth favorite Cindy Lauper song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. That one is up there. It might be number one for me. Really? <clears throat> that was our number one song when we did the Cindy Lauper deprogrammed. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. I think it was. Yeah. I don't know, I, I might just be making it up. It's, uh, and e- I think it's either because way. of Goonies. Like, there's a strong sentimental feeling I have for that song because of the movie Goonies. Hmm. You know what? I'm glad they never tried to make a Goonies sequel. I know there's making it. I know there's talk of it. Yeah, a, a remake is one thing, but like I'm glad they never tried to do a sequel. I was really happy with the way Goonies kind of just all right. There it is. It's over. The ship's going out to sea, and we're done. 
We saved our house. Everybody's happy. Be a prequel hey. with One-Eyed Willie. Now that would how, be a different how he film. Ended up into the cavern. I actually would like to see that. Yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. Setting all his traps and stuff. He's like, yeah. no, no, you got to tune the piano, the organ, so that when they press these keys, the floor fall. The floor falls. But it's these- almost. It's kind of would have like a Home Alone vibe to it. You yeah. know, like and people there's tr- some ancient Fratellis trying to stop him. <laughs> ben is in the Matrix. His background is mm-hmm. going haywire, which I dig. He's in uh, WandaVision right now. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet, so I don't know. I don't care. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't care. It looks pretty good. It's pretty good to watch it. But I mean, being a comic book fan and and being familiar enough with the character Scarlet Witch, this is only going to end really one way, right? Like, Well, see, for me, it's the other way. I'm a big sitcom fan and grew up watching the sitcoms that these are ripping off. I can yeah, see that too. It has a very comfortable feel to watch it because yeah. like it reminds you of watching I Love Lucy yeah. or Bewitched or you know that kind of stuff. But and this can but Dennis, you understand what I'm saying? This could only end one way. Yeah. No more mutants. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> like that's gotta be it, right? Like but but that would be a weird way to end it because they haven't really even introduced the mutants into the Marvel universe. No. Well, yet. I mean so probably going into like the Doctor Strange movie with the multiverse of madness or whatever, like she's probably going to break reality somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that's that's the take they're going to have on it as opposed to, because, you know, even with that, the in the in the comics, it wasn't just straight into no more mutants and they yeah. had the decimation. First, there was like <clears throat> M, you know, House of M and all that kind of stuff. So it went through a couple different, or maybe just one. What was but, it? No know. More Mutants was the the product of House of M, correct? Yeah. Well, at first she said, I think, like, no more humans and everybody was a mutant. And then that went bad. So she's like, all right, no more mutants. And then, you know, everybody lost their power. And there was like 187 of them. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, but anyway, let's talk about Voyager. You know what? So, you got to respect Tom Cindy Lauper tab. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't get a fifth song, so I think we just have a top four for Cindy Lauper. That's enough. It was the eighties. I mean, it was hard to have a lot of staying power in the eighties. Yeah. She's in that um that one eczema commercial recently. Yeah, she's she was on yeah. Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. She I guess Twitter was making fun of her, like, hey, come get your grandma off stage and oh. stuff. Which I thought was kind of mean. She does guest appearances on different show like just random cameo spots like she showed up on uh an early episode of magnum pi really of the new one and that was kind of neat neelix is a big fan of hers obviously because of the way he dresses and wears his hair yeah yeah you know what was with that fucking outfit he was wearing today like when he went to the replicator is that what he said he's like i want Pink and purple and like kind of a light beige polka dotted striped so outfit. Like clown. It's not yeah. something that they bring up, but it is something to think about is that other species would see the spectrum different than we do. Exactly. The, the, That's what oh, I was about to say. The colors, he's, he's colorblind in those colors or something. Or he can they look 
like it processes differently. He he sees a deeper color than we can. You know, it's like if he could see, if he can see, but they would have to eventually bring it up that oh, he can see ultraviolet or infrared Some, spectrums or something. You somebody know? on board who cared about him would be like, motherfucker, what are you wearing? Like, what what, what are these? That's colors? why nobody says anything. <laughs> it, nobody it, gives it, a shit about this guy. Mm-hmm. They well, want him to look dumb. He was with oh, the captain when when everything started going down. He was walking into the bridge with the captain, so they were having some kind of meeting or he something. They up. met in the elevator. Look, man. All I'm saying is there is a, a habit, if you will, um, to dress the non-Starfleet characters if they're not Romulan or Vulcan as like nineties R and B singers, like look at what uh, going on. Look at what homeboy used to wear all the time. The Ferengi quirk. Yeah. Quirk always looked like, like he was raiding Johnny Gill's closet. Like he was always stealing clothes. (laughs) Johnny Gill is the best dressed civilian in star Trek. I'm not saying he's not a a sharp dressed man. Every girl crazy about a sharp dressed book. But he wore a lot of purples, a lot of light blues. Like he was definitely like Space Steve Harvey. And he so, wanted you to rub his ears the right way. Yeah, and rub you the <laughs> right away. <laughs> yeah. Give me ooh, my ooh, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, he was definitely yeah. They definitely raid in the closets here, man. Because I mean, and, and I always thought. Quark looked kind of fresh, like he had some cool color palettes, like Deion Sanders kind of vibe. But Neelix just looks like a fucking clown. Well, because but he's I mean, from the hair too. Like I think you know, Quark was bald, so he didn't have some kind of weird alien hair to just clash with every outfit he had. You know, Quark didn't have that dick nose. Yeah. <laughs> that goes a long way. <laughs> True that. No, but he's from a, we're in a completely different side of the galaxy now. You know, and yes, so but, okay. colors mean different things though. But first when we first saw Neelix, he wasn't wearing something that extravagant and fancy pants. He said he could kind of get anything he wanted. So this was clearly a choice that he made. Yeah. So you're saying and, they don't have like fashion magazines in this quadrant? Well, they do, but it's just they, they have, have different water. fashions. <laughs> you, you look at the stuff that's on the runways in Paris compared to what you know we wear every day. I mean, not like every day now because every day now is sweatpants and a t-shirt for me. You can't do yeah. that. For those fashion shows are art exhibits. They're not uh, intended for like stuff to be sold primarily. yeah that's and that's okay that's well why, dennis since sorry, you've man. had recent birthdays then how about you go do this go google your age and say how should men of x age dress and there's going to be some 25 year old that attacks everything that you think is fashionable i don't dress for fashion well exactly but I'm, no, I'm just saying just fashion? to just to be on the streets it's like oh my god i can't believe there's a 50 year old guy walking around with a graphic yeah, yeah. t-shirt. Look, all I'm saying is I it's a problem sweatpants. when Neelix dresses like cameo going to the Grammys. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's no reason for that. It's ridiculous. It yeah, looks ridiculous. He had a <laughs> but cameo wouldn't wear a cod piece to the Grammys because it's a formal thing. He would wear that, you know. Well, it would be a matching color. It wouldn't yeah. be like red on black. It'd be black on black. Yeah. And and back to the this fashion. Is a black cod piece affair. <laughs> <laughs> And back to the fashion thing, it's always bugged me when you see those 
idiots on Twitter or whatever who'd be like, this is what men are supposed to look like. And they show a fashion exhibit, like a runway. Like, no, you fucking idiot. That's just, that's just high art. Nobody's going to dress like that. Yeah. You dumb shit. Yeah. Go back to your camo and your red hat. <laughs> idiot. Don't <laughs> oh, you have some tactical gear? You could be Brian Bra and double XL. All right, peace. I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Double XL tactical gear. That whole idea, it's an oxymoron. What's tactical about being a triple XL? Nothing. There's nothing tactical about that. Adapter to connect the front and back of your bulletproof vest. <laughs> I think I'm going to need two of those things. I'm going to have to hook them all together to make one. They, they have the extension belts yeah. that, that you, you loop yeah. and then it extends. Oh, the they have to through. have that. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. Yeah, the male to female extender for the those clip things. Yeah, the fatties. The United States Gravy Seals. <laughs> that's 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 one of my favorite ones. The gravy That's good. All right, but this episode starts pretty pretty mildly. We're on the bridge, and I don't know. Are you looking at the Wikipedia page right now? No, why? I think I might have to edit this thing. Oh shit! For reals? God damn yeah. it! So I mean, right at the beginning of the episode. Well, I guess you can just go ahead and talk about the uh, Paris and Kim conversation. Yeah, if you want I like that part. About. I thought that part was yeah. cute. Like Paris is trying Coming to get off shift. Yeah, they're trying to mack on some. The Delaney sisters, our yeah. first reference to them. It would have been. Are they twins? Yes. What are the odds of twins being posted on the same ship in the I same think department? Let me confirm. They work in stellar cartography. Mm-hmm. Um, but this goes back to our previous conversation about they were human twins, Ginny and Megan. Yeah. yeah, this does go back to our previous conversation about people hooking up. And Paris mentions Paris like, like there were people who are already pairing up. There's only so many humans here, and I'm not fucking anything mm-hmm. besides humans. So, <laughs> spoilers it does seem like a space racist, exactly. preferably female humans, and then maybe male humans, and Come then grossy. Then that's why he's best friends with Harry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just in case. You're but a good-looking enough guy. How old is Paris and is supposed to be in this? Like, how old do you think he is? Well, he was out of the academy, so that's at least 21, 22. Okay. And then he was in Starfleet Instantly. for a while, wasn't no, he? No, I don't. I, he didn't graduate from the academy, did he? Yeah. Did he? It was like on. Wasn't he on his first? Uh, Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. that he he got somebody killed. It, he, so that's that's the difference between him and Larcano or whatever. Yeah, he graduated and then killed somebody and then went into the Maquis and then instantly yeah. got captured. My whole thing is he's supposed to be pretty young, but he's already got some pretty sweet male pattern balding going on. Like. Okay. Take a look at Patrick Stewart at 25. I mean, yeah, but was... but I, I didn't see Patrick Stewart on screen portraying a young man at 25. Patrick Stewart's always portrayed like the same age dude, and he okay. bald, and he bald pretty gracefully, you know, and he just took it all off. It was like, I'm bald, fuck it. You want me to have hair? Sure. Give me a wig, baby. <laughs> but yeah, it's I love the Paris uh, male pattern balding. I can't wait to see how far it goes, if you will. Woohoo! I'm looking for for that. I think he's going to be the Shatner of uh, a Voyager. A Voyager. I don't know. Have, have we seen him lately? Is he bald now, or does he wear baseball caps everywhere? I'm looking like Brett up. Michaels from Poison. He wears a cowboy hat and a bandana just in case. Yeah. I didn't. 
Oh no, he's he's still. Do you who's the guy that played Shaggy in the live action movies? Um, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he looks a lot like an off-brand Matthew Willard or Lillard (laughs) or Gillard or whatever his name is. All three are right. Like I would have a hard time, especially in some of the shots where he's got like a a cap on, because he wears the same kind of glasses. I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. I'm not so. saying Tom Pear. I'm so, so you're saying eventually in the show he's going to start wearing a wig? See, I would think, but I don't know because, you know, here he is today and he's not looking so. I mean, you can Google and see him, but. Yeah, he's got some male pattern baldness today. I see it. But it's, it's not like bad. Like he started balding early and then it just stopped. Like he just. Well, he just has that, you know, where it kind of goes back on the sides a little bit, and then that middle piece just gets more and more narrow, and then it just kind of stopped. It looks like in the later seasons, he has longer hair, which makes it look better. I know that sounds weird, but his hair longer doesn't, he doesn't look as bald. Is he doing the Trump? Not really here. Hang on, I'll show you. It's like whenever I, when I have my hobbit hair, and you can't see as much forehead, it looks, I don't have the five head. It's the illusion of hair. Yeah. Here, hang on. Let me share my screen here. See, like the illusion of hair. See that? Mm-hmm. Like there's hair. Yeah, you and, can just like swish it over to the side and yeah. cover up that that part that's coming back. Because like if you look at it shorter, he looks more bald. See? More bald. Like he looks <laughs> more bald short. More bald. Like you're doing a really weird uh, PowerPoint presentation. More. Oh, yes, we're talking this is about what the Patreons pay for. Back into the left. His Tom Paris's hair. Receding back into the left. More bald. I'm just saying, man. Oh, there's a scene from uh, this episode. Yeah. yeah. In their Burger King outfits. <laughs> See, I thought Arby's. See, it's, I, you threw me with the Arby's reference, but then I was like, no, this is, this is some 1970s BK. Yeah. And what was I never wear those kinds of things at Burger King now? And what was with like the weird bustier thing, like the matching color bustier that they had the shirt that went into, kind of? It was a weird look on this space planet. The Delta Quadrant fashion. That's what we're learning from this episode. Yeah, they all have shitty fashion sense in the Delta Quadrant. They all shop at like Marshalls and TJ Maxx. (laughs) No, they don't have those. They only have Ross Dress for Less. So they get the cast-offs from the uh, the other quadrants. Okay. Yeah, TJ Maxx is the alpha. Um, yeah, it's TJ Maxx and the alpha quadrant. Gamma quadrant, Mar- I think, is Marshalls. Yeah, Marshalls is Gamma. Yeah. Beta is, yes, and it's just the further out you go. And then you get to, like, Family Dollar and shit. And then you're just like, whoa. <laughs> like roses. Yeah. Where are we? Not saying there's anything wrong with any of that stuff. But we're in the Rose Nebula. Yeah, it's, no, you it's just bad. don't have a high quality of selection. Yeah, you just gotta you rock what you get. Yeah, but yeah, so they're trying to hit on the pigeon sisters, which I thought was kind of cool. And they're like, "Come on, come on, we gotta do this, we gotta do this." And we learn that Harry has a girl back home, and uh, no, in yeah, the way that in California, right? Yeah, she's a princess <laughs> in New <laughs> California. We we get to meet her. She's a princess who lives in New China, and she's the princess of new china on back on earth she doesn't have a facebook so you have to go to her only fans page yeah yeah (laughs) 
but uh, while they're, huh? But I'm going to say she's probably fucking around on Harry already because he's been gone for quite a while. She's already. Well, they're probably dead. Yeah. They've probably been, yeah, they've been announced as dead. Well, they're, they're MIA right now, so it's just like. <clears throat> I'm willing to bet because he's such a simp. She's been fucking around on him before they left. So what's a, year two at the academy. What's a simp? I don't know it's that internet Like term. kind of a, I mean, we made that term up, my group of friends, 20 years ago. Okay. Like, so it means something different for us. So it's just like kind of a, like a simpleton, like a just kind of naive guy or whatever, okay. you know? Are you saying he may be cuckolded? Yeah, like easily cuckolded. The the best he example believes, of... he he nope. tries to see the best in people, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't believe like he believes that his girlfriend is going to be waiting for him and all this kind of stuff. So eighty years later, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, the the best definition of simp was the the young enlisted guy I met one day, and he came back. Uh, we was running out to lunch, and he said that because um, we had some international officers and we had the uh, officers from New Zealand. And there was this smoking hot lieutenant from New Zealand. And apparently she was going to let him watch her eat lunch if he bought her a salad. That's a hot deal. And so he ran out and bought the salad. And this is like an E2, E3 buying a, you know, a lieutenant money or buying a lieutenant uh, lunch. And it's just like... Dude, I, I know you got your Dodge Charger payment coming up. There, there's no way you could be affording salad. Jenny, your mic is acting all weird. We didn't hear a word you just said. Well, it's fine. Did the cat eat the cord? Yes. No, I did. It looked like spaghetti. I'm really hungry. It's it black licorice spaghetti. But um, yeah. So ridiculous that you're going to wait 80 years. Here's the thing. You're going to wait... So if he thinks she's going to wait, then he thinks he's going to wait. She ain't waiting. It's like, you know. No, we'll, we'll find. This is Star Trek. The, the problem gets solved at the end of the episode. So we, we should already be home by now. She ain't waiting. She's like that chick in the, I'm sure everybody's seen the chick in the story. Uh, it was like on BuzzFeed or whatever, who there's a picture of her hugging her boyfriend, her military boyfriend goodbye as he leaves for deployment. And then there's a video of her on one of the porn sites getting boned. <laughs> so yeah, that's Harry's so what, kind, what kind of uh, ship is Voyager? Like what kind of mission were they supposed to be? Shovel on? ship. Shovel ship. Yeah, are they shoveling in deep space? Or are they like... A, no, I, I think they're... Transporting ministers and diplomats. I, I don't think they're like long range. I think they're more of a, like short missions or whatever. Seems odd to, to call a ship Voyager if they're just going on short missions and not well, I mean, voyaging. It's an, <laughs> it's an exploration ship, but they were I don't hoping know. to get lost. I'm looking to see. Well, I mean, um, the the mission they were on, if we remember from two episodes ago, was they were just looking for this Maquis ship. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I guess they went pretty far out, right? The Badlands aren't close to Earth. Well, no, but they were out at Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I mean it's Deep Space. I mean, it's yeah. Hmm? But I mean, like these, this just raises so many like it, according how... to according to uh, the the Starship guides, the Intrepid class, the Voyager's an Intrepid class shuttle uh, ship. Ship. Um, it was designed for long term exploration missions. Yeah. Yeah. So. She knew. She was like, oh, okay, I'll see you in three years or whatever, whenever you guys come back. 
to well, you can leave Earth. She gonna leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, See, but hey, go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. Well, I was gonna say the trick is that you date somebody in Starfleet, and that way, when your ships both show up at the same place, you can reconnect there. Because there's been at least one or two episodes where that happens. No, baby, you date someone on your ship because then you get married and you get bigger quarters. No, 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 no. You you don't. You never date somebody on your ship because when you date somebody on your ship, then you do try to get married. But before you get married, there's an attack and one of you dead. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. a tragic end to the episode. The trick, and the trick is to be. I mean, that's one way to get out of marriage. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dennis. What were you saying, Dennis? I said the trick is to be the one that doesn't end up dead. It's true. So That's the game Stephanie first. and I are playing. We're playing the long game. Yeah. Like who's going first? <laughs> so yeah, um, we have uh then all of a sudden there the ship is rocked by yeah. some waves. This is where I have the problem with the Wikipedia page. Okay, like twice give, it says it that the Voyager detected a shockwave. Like they more than detected the shockwave. They were. They had a whole breach in one of their uh, decks. Yeah, deck three, I think. Yeah, it's just a minor hole breach. Yeah, a minor hole breach. How do they even like fix... saying a little bit pregnant? How do they even <laughs> fix something like that? Like they have a hole breach. Like force how does fields? that work? Yeah. How? A force fields like automatic force field goes up. Yeah, but that can't be a long term solution. No, they patch it then. But yeah. where? Well, you you have stuff in the ship to patch with i know but but i'm saying do like do they go outside on the hull and do all that shit or like do they, they patch it just never use that room again they just, just like yeah they just the put door. Up, they just they put, put up a some sign yellow tape do not enter yes because these are these are questions i have about voyager no and so i know they, too many questions <laughs> And I know it sounds stupid, but I mean, Man, it's a no, hole no, no. breach. And so, in, the la- in the last episode, they were having issues when they were coming out of the hole that the ship was breaking up. So, like, we've had breakups. We've had hole breaches already. We're the third episode. This ship ain't going to fucking make it. So uh, Discovery kind of addresses this. Where they have, those, they have like, these little, um, almost like droids. I, I kind of felt like they were ripping off R2 a little bit, but they have these little like swarms of these little uh, androids that will run out on the hull of the ship mm-hmm. and do repairs uh, and mi- minor does, maintenance. I mean, and it's obviously because of the lack of a budget for those kind of special effects, but you would just imagine there'd be more robots and stuff mm-hmm. in the future doing stuff, but they, we don't really see it that much in Star Trek. Unless they become sentient. And then it's like, oh, we have to treat them like people now. Yeah, then they need jobs and they have to get paid and they're in a union. Yeah. You know, but every time there is something like that, they do become said like the nanotes, remember in the in the, the nanites, yeah. Yeah, in the TNG episode, they're like, No, man, we can't do that. They live in baby. They they sentient. Like, what the fuck? Like everything? Everything we make to do the work. <laughs> God damn it. We got androids are sentient nanites and then now we got to worry about holograms yeah like this is bullshit yeah so that's my only thing like we've already had some breaking up something was breaking up we got a whole breach we're three episodes in baby this ship is gonna look terrible spoiler it doesn't it looks fine (laughs) throughout the entire series 
Well, you know, you, you, lay, you know, lay over on some planets that have better technology uh-huh. than others. Because, yeah, that would be like me bringing my car to a body shop for free. And just be like, all right, get to it. We're going to go on a fucking You, you trade voyage. some stuff. You trade some stuff. Yeah. I mean, remember like the beginning of TNG, uh, Picard took the ship out and he's like, hey, you know what? Let's like uh, put it into warp 10. I know it can't even go that fast, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> and then we're going to put it in reverse and then separate the saucer all at the same time. Like, let's just just fucking wreck this thing on the first day. <laughs> Drive it like a rental. Yeah. Drive it like you stole it, man. I I love the I missed the Picard maneuver because that was from the hot TNG like three episodes. They took the ship apart like four times. Mm-hmm. I thought the Picard it, maneuver was surrender. Attempt to surrender. If you can't surrender, <laughs> blow up the ship. Yeah. Yes. There was there were steps. All right. The first step <laughs> is surrender. Second step is separation. Third step, blow it all up. Mm-hmm. And I even love how they use the music. The hey, they paid for it. They're going to use it. <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, I fixed, I fixed the Wikipedia. Page. Oh shit, for reals? Yeah, you gonna get in trouble? Nah. You know you're on a watch list. It already said yeah. Voyager yeah. was hit by a polaric detonation from a nearby planet. That's you know what it why says. it says that. Because you did it. Because I put it there. Damn son, they didn't detect shit. They true. They didn't detect it. They were hit by it. They kind of just went right into it. That's like me running over a pedestrian and saying, "Oh, I detected this pedestrian." No, I ran over that motherfucker. Like, hey guys, I just detected some shit in my pants. <laughs> Would you rather fart really, really loud in a meeting or silently shit your pants? Um, is it a is it a Zoom meeting or in person meeting? <laughs> Let's go with Zoom. Then I'll silently shit my pants. Okay. But then you just got to sit in it, and that seems gross. I do. That's <laughs> why I've like, got the yeah. background up. Just film it for the only fans. M- most of my you Zoom know. meetings are recorded in uh, the bathroom now. I- I'm sitting on the toilet right now. Cool. It's just easier that way. Come on. Take, my- take care of the flushing. There you go. All right, Dennis, it is still there. It was hit by a Polaric detonation. There's nothing wrong with that change. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think it's actually for the better. So Dennis changed the the episode notes in Wikipedia, and I believe he's correct. I think we also feel like this is our secondary mission is to correct the record on. And I also think I don't like the fact how they just completely ignore the conversation between harry and paris because that's because it comes back later on that's the callback be like after i'll say while uh tom paris you can say while tom paris was convincing harry kim to mack on some hose in stellar cartography voyager is hit Hmm. this all checks out because that's exactly what happened. He was He's macking on Tom Paris, right? He was macking on some hose. They was trying to mack, trying to get they freak on, trying to pair up, trying to be Eskimo bros. Because you know they probably do some switching. I, I had one twin for a while. Let's switch, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> ben, Ben, what's wrong? Why are you sitting so far away from your microphone? I have I have nothing to offer on the episodes where you guys start. Uh... Wikipedia oh, this editing. Good. This is good. Are you I just no- mad because you're not doing it? All right. 
right. No, I haven't. I I will not contribute to the discussion. This, this Jesus. Is a good, this is a good edit. Okay. While Tom, Lieutenant Tom Paris was peer pressuring Ensign Harry Kim to go on a date with the Delaney sisters from Stellar Cartography, yeah. Voyager is hit by a polaric detonation from a nearby planet. There's nothing Perfect wrong description with that. of what happens in the beginning of the episode. Dennis wasn't going to write down what I was saying, Ben. I was saying what I was saying for comedy purposes. No, this I, is just, a comedy I just podcast. know whenever I do any kind of reaction that feeds the energy in the room, and then you guys go off the deep end with it. So I'm it's, not, hey, I hey, will just sit back and hey, let listen. you do what you got to do. You're listen. putting some negative energy out right now. Listen. Listen, antimatter. Because I'm I'm halfway through a shit. So you could have said <laughs> when he was trying to talk Harry into a gangbang, Voyager got gangbanged by a polaric. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't say that. I restrained yeah, myself. I wouldn't say that. And everything Dennis said is accurate. And you know what, Ben? I will say this. Okay, listen, Jenny, you weren't here for this episode. It's very controversial. Oh. I've learned my lesson. I don't mess with Wikipedia anymore. I just enjoy it and I read it. And I, you know what? I was even thinking about donating to it. Thinking about it. I haven't actually done it yet, but I was thinking about it. Okay? So I've learned my lesson not to mess with Wikipedia because that lady who was monitoring that page was not a fan of me. And that's fine. I like Wikipedia. I don't want to get shut out of it because I always go down these rabbit holes where I have to see what happens to like mid nineties, late nineties wrestlers or just random actors that I see on law and order shows. So I'm not going to mess with it. Yeah. Okay. Dennis is very good at this. He's more, he's politicking. So, and everything he said adds to the flavor of the episode. Okay, so let's let's get off your high horse, Ben. I'm, Thirty I'm, years when people look back at this Wikipedia page, they're going to have the full story without even watching the episode. We're I'm saving not, them. What were we going to say, Ben? I'm sorry. No, I'm just I I have nothing to say on the matter. I mean, I'm neither positive or negative. I'm I'm uncaring. Do, do what You're you want, Karen. You are uncaring. <laughs> All right, so then the ship gets hit by this explosion and they want to go down to investigate. And while they're down there investigating, a lot of techno babble for me. When they got hit, that's this is another ongoing, just like the Delaney sisters are an ongoing bit in the background for the series. Um, Kess is, you know, when they get hit by the Polaric wave, Kess, you know, kind of wakes up and is like all freaked out or whatever and, and comes up to the bridge. But she sleeps through the entire detonation, the shockwave hitting the ship, and then she wakes up. Like, well, yeah. Oh, what was that? Like, she missed the earthquake. Well, she wasn't. She wakes up after the earthquake. She happened. wasn't awoken by the shock of the. The, the the force of the energy she was she was in tune with the feelings bro it's like they it's like millions of voices were just silenced like when alderaan blew they up. all simultaneously screamed and then were silenced they were like motherfucker and, and that was it <laughs> we did <laughs> one voice was... said oops and then millions said ah <laughs> a motherfucker i told you not to <laughs> Oh, it's like I heard a voice scream out, motherfucker, I told you not to do that. <laughs> What's this do? <laughs> Should we cut the red one or the blue? <laughs> shockwave, cut shockwave, the shockwave. red wire, but yeah. only after cutting the blue. Oh, shit. <laughs> Speaking of shockwave. 
he really brought auto-tune to the forefront, didn't he? Who shocked the Transformers? I just saw Shockwave. I'm thinking of Soundwave. I'm thinking of Soundwave. I just saw Soundwave on uh, Adult Swim. Like yeah. I was watching YouTube clips and literally like 10 minutes before this episode started. It's crazy. That you I found it. There was like a 10 minute video of, of sound wave talking. And I just sat there and watched the whole thing. Cause it's so entertaining. <laughs> he was probably my top four tra- on the transformer show. Who's the other, great, who's man. the others? Well, Optimus prime obviously is, is my number one. Okay. Right. Peter Cullen is always going to be the man. Um, Starscream is number two because he's also Cobra commander. Respect. Yeah. Um, number three would be jazz and um, jazz. Uh, I like right. jazz jazz is unexpected the black one and then I gotta include at least one black transformer and I then I have, have a Jewish auto- transformer I have an auto- well Optimus Prime's <laughs> the Jewish transformer he's, he's a Jew Optimus Prime yeah did Just you like see Jesus, it on- right because he dies and comes back well, no, because of the uh, Family Guy episode when Dennis? he walks in and he transforms and when he transforms the, the Jeez, Talib. Was it you? But um, so, yeah, that was my top four. Who was the fourth one? Well, Soundwave. Okay. I always I liked, liked um, I liked Mirage because he had the, the lights that lit up on the side of his head when he yeah, talks. Cool. <clears throat> I always liked the Dinobots. I thought the Dinobots were cool, and I just I, this is gonna. I assume the Dinobots are black. I don't know why. They were just black for me. I'm not. I sure always thought they were trailer trash. What the Dinobots? Yeah, I just thought they were supposed to be like cavemen. You know, Rimlock, not no. Yeah, I have and cousins that talk like that. Rimlock, I can't remember. <laughs> Jerry, not know how mule kick head. Jerry, just have mule kick head. <laughs> A while back, I want to say less than two years ago, I got the idea into my head for an episode of Transformers where Grimlock learns the word cocksucker and just keeps saying it. It may have been when I was watching Deadwood because they say that word a lot. I just thought how funny it is. It's like, you're not a cocksucker, you cocksucker. And all the other Transformers Autobots are trying to teach him, no, you can't say that. (laughs) This is a kid's show, man. (laughs) It was just so funny. That's also amusing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but so um, so they go down to this planet that's been leveled by this. Uh, what kind of explosion was it? Polaronic. Polaronic. Polaric. That's what it is. Yeah. There was a lot of techno babble in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just I mean, it was chock full of it. Like, just techno babble. That was that's my notes. That's one of the notes that I have. Lots of techno babble. Is this a like a thing throughout Voyager? Because this is yes. one of the things that's kind of annoying me so far. It's just, just bullshit technical. <laughs> we'll, we'll realize we're three episodes in, and this is the second episode that deals with time travel. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to mention. In a like, row, once we got yes. To that component. Yeah. I was going to be like, seriously, back to back time travel episodes. Yes. So yeah. this is setting up everything in these last three episodes. Just expect that for the rest of the series. It feels like they're setting us up to a point where this, the crew is going to be like, maybe we should just go back in time to before we got sent to the Delta Quadrant, you know? At some point that's going to happen. Yeah, like that, they would they would come across a time machine that can take A DeLorean. Yeah. Well, no, no we even the sports almanac. Just <laughs> go around the sun real fast. Yeah, exactly. Like Kirk does. Yeah. And that then, only works around Earth's sun, though. Uh, no other, no you other. Mean soul, as they call it, soul, Saul, Saul. It's Saul. 
Yeah, SOL, Saul, like huh. my cousin Saul. Yeah, Goodman. Huh. Oh, I thought it was Saul. I, uh, I'm not Saul good Goodman. with vowels. <clears throat> but the first time the Enterprise did it, it wasn't around Earth Sun. And they had Spock putting in the coordinates and stuff. When was the well, first, no, this, time, the they first time they did it was on the original series, and they did the cold start on the engines. Scotty did it. He kind of changed the laws of physics, but he did. Is that the one where they went back to 1969 or nope, before that? This uh, the a mock time, not a mock time. The uh, a mock time travel, naked time. That's when my favorite episode. Touch baby. each other and you get drunk, kind of thing. Oh yeah, that was the one with we and, had that with Riker and Riley turned off the engines, and they were just like cold Drifted. steel, and you <laughs> can't awesome. do that. And then the ship was going to crash into the planet. They were in a, a deteriorating orbit, and Scotty had to basically relight the engines and go full reverse. And because of the way they did it, they actually started going, and you can they look down and the chronometers are all going backwards. That's fun. Which made no sense because it's like, okay, if those are going backwards, why aren't we? <laughs> but nobody brought that up. That yeah, was but- the first time they did. And then from there, then we did the um trip back to 1969 and then the trip to 68 yeah 69 was the accident that was where they almost fell into a black hole hell yeah dude 69 and then 68 was a historical observer mission when they met gary seven exactly which was the first episode of star trek I ever watched black really yep Dennis, you're probably a lot funnier than I'm hearing because I I, I can't I can barely. Jimmy knows hear you. what I'm saying. That's all that matters. Okay, I'll listen to it later and then get all the Dennis jokes. He's on the low. Ben, but yeah, ben Jenny, Jenny and I don't have to hear each other. We can just we're on the same wavelength. Uh-huh. They both get that mischievous look in their eyes and they're like, yeah. You guys they're- are talking about Star Trek and this is like the Beavis and Butthead show. <laughs> <laughs> Just shake her heads. <laughs> but something went horribly wrong on the planet, and all organic life has been destroyed. Yeah, they thought, oh, this was a war, but it wasn't. It all happened here. Yeah, something terrible happened. And then Tom Paris is touching everything and sees a clock that's still working, which that says a lot for this clock. This is cool. They build quality timepieces. Takes on this a licking planet. and keeps on ticking. Yeah. It's it keeps real, on bleeping or yeah, whatever. Really impressive. Like it just fucked the whole fucking planet blows up, kills everything on the planet. But this well fucking only, clock. only organic matter was destroyed. still works. So still the works. clock was not organic. It's true. It's true. But yeah, so then uh Paris sees what's going on, and then all of a sudden he has like an acid flashback, and he's like, dude, I hear fucking children. And then he's like, I see people, and then and it's called PTSD, Tom. Yeah. Just <laughs> Calm down. The children then, that he killed when he was in Starfleet. Yeah, That's and then why Jane he got went, kicked out of Starfleet. Janeway's like, hey, man, what's going on with you? Are you okay? And they both go back to Burger King past. Yeah. Yeah. And because he'd paid attention to the little clock thing, he can tell that they're uh, a day in the past. Which is super impressive because I had Google send me like a four 
digit password so I could reset something. And I had to look at that motherfucker like 30 times. I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember. Tom Paris can look at a clock that has a thousand numbers on it and some weird symbols and a square and be like, I know exactly what's, what's going on here. Do you know why? Because he's smart. Because these episodes were written before smartphones were a thing. <laughs> before your brain rotted. Yeah. When you had to remember your phone number mm-hmm. as a kid. I still remember my phone number from when I was in elementary what school. What was it, Dennis? It was uh, 803-572-0755. Nice. Mine was 757-495-1432. 205-352-3699. Jenny, what was yours? I can't say mine because I think it's still my dad's number. Mine was yes. 281-330-8004. <laughs> Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones about to blow. <laughs> It was really his phone number. Did you it was. That? that was the cool marketing part because then you could just call him and be like Mike Jones. Who? Who? Ben, your your matrix is fucking up again. It every every I think we're being every, hit with polar fine. polaric energy. Yeah. I just I just heard millions of people screaming, motherfucker. <laughs> I felt God again. And yeah, the weird every time that happens, there's a planet just vaporized. Mm-hmm. And, they de- and they bring Kess down with them. The first, do they bring Kess down the first time or the second time? No, not time? the first time. The second time they bring Kess yeah. down. Okay. The, the, first, like, everybody well, the first time is when her. we lose the crew. Yeah. And I tell you, man, Neelix really is a fucking gaslighting motherfucker. He's a gaslighting like, piece of shit. No, no, no. You didn't hear shit. You were dreaming. No, I, nobody believes that your ancestors had mental abilities. Yeah. That's fucked up, dude. He's, yeah. he's terrible. Uh, like a couple minutes ago, I went to look for something about Kess, and I got distracted on this article that was like, uh, someone said that Kess and Neelix have a bad relationship. Can anybody explain why? And this guy wrote like a fucking thesis. <laughs> <laughs> it was Ben. <laughs> it may as well have been. Yeah. I'll have to send I didn't you guys care enough to write something like that. I did yeah, I earlier while I was watching this that you know, I called Neelix the Gaslight Express, and I was disappointed because there's not a whole lot of uh, gifts available for Starlight Express, and I want to find one where I can put Neelix's face on all the <laughs> Starlight Express <laughs> roller skaters. Yeah, he'd be gaslight. Oh, no one believes those stories about your people being smart. Yeah. Now just get back to our quarters and take your shirt off and gargle my balls. <laughs> Like a bitch is supposed to. That's right. With your wig. Her wig really bothered me in this episode. Her wig sucked in this episode. It's the same terrible wig as every other episode, but for some reason it just looked worse. It had like a crease in the middle of it. Who's the comedian? Um that the the, Tim Kennison. No, um British gay Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. That's who I thought she looked like when she was crying in the quarters. Yeah, like, she looked like, terrible when she was like crying. Like 10, 15, 20 years ago, Eddie, right? Like when he was first she. breaking she. out. She. 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 Sorry. She. Yeah. When they. Pronouns, pal. Look at that. This is how progressive this podcast is, that true? is bro. Yeah. I didn't, oh, I didn't know that. Is, yeah, did you say I, she or she? No, she. I think Eddie is our um, is wants to be addressed as she. I'll look it up. But keep telling your story. I'm sorry. No. So when Eddie was on stage 20 years ago, that's the look. Like when Eddie first came out. Yeah. 
We're just going to eventually stop using pronouns and just be Eddie's getting angry. Yeah, it says Eddie in the Wikipedia page. It says uh, her, her comedy style. So, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, so she had that look that, that, that she had back early 2000s or whenever Eddie came out. I loved the scene with Cass in the in, in the hollow, not in the hollow suite, excuse me, with the doctor. I thought that was great. Yeah. That whole scene I really enjoyed. I don't have this alien on record. <laughs> he's freaking out like, oh, there's more people who's come on board that I don't know about? Oh, yeah, just the <laughs> whole crew of another vessel. Wait, what? <laughs> How long, I mean, again, we're a few months into this voyage, so nobody's gone to medical? No, because he's not a real person. That's the thing. Nobody sees him as a real person on this ship except for Kess. Well, no, I get that, but nobody's gone though for any like nobody's in two months, nobody's had an accident. From the Maki crew, you mean? Yeah. No, how many not. of them are how many of them are even left on Voyager at this point? They had a compliment of like what 140? I don't know how many people the crew for the Maki? Yeah. How many people came over from the Maki vessel? I don't think the Maki had that many people. Well, there was a hundred and Close to 150 on the ship to begin yes, with. Yes, there was 140 yeah. on Voyager. That's what I was right. saying. Right. And then they took on the Maquis crew. But that Maquis ship wasn't very big. I can't imagine them having more than like 10 people. 30. 30, there, okay. There were 30 Maquis on Voyager. Yeah, but how many people died on Voyager? To make room like at the, When they, you know, jumped to the Delta Quadrant, some mm -hmm. people died on Voyager. I imagine some people died on the Maquis ship too, oh, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. their ship's a piece of shit, I imagine. It probably got broken up really really bad i mean so maybe I, I don't know that's a good question though but yeah i love the, 30 the number ben is that the official number there were 30 exactly 30 not counting tuvok okay so it was 31 with tuvok um we lost over a dozen crew members um let's see there so was 141 13? original crew okay over a dozen is 13 just saying there was a hundred and over a dozen could be 14 crew. it could be 15. 15 died in the first episode that's over a dozen that is okay. over a dozen mm -hmm. but that's over 17 when, when I just it's, but over. it's not quite two dozen no yeah so it's you can say over dozen. you can say over a dozen until you get to 24 and then it's over like it's two so dozen. so much after. easier to just say the exact number once you get to yeah. 20 then it's almost two dozen yeah but um well then you could say 20 plus i imagine Yes. Once you get to 20, you say we lost 20, 20 odd people. Yeah. And it's like, okay, give or take. Over 19, even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we lose. Yeah. They've got a whole thing where they've got the death count. And the, by far the worst is the first episode where you yeah. lose 18, which is more than a dozen. And it's a dozen and a half. And that's not counting the ones that just leave. They just peace out? Yeah, there's a few that do that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I've walk seen one home. Of those episodes. Fine. I wish we could peace out. <laughs> Let's just next week, we'll just do the finale. <laughs> See if well, I want to know what happens. Again, it's the completionist in me, Dennis. I got to I I do I them all. Yeah. 
This is why I don't play Pokemon Go because I, you know, I literally would have to catch them all. This is something that I can, we can feasibly do. So yeah, so um, they go down to the planet and Janway and Paris disappear. They go back into the into this other time period, and some punk ass kid is like, "Look at those pervert motherfuckers! Demons! Demons! They're they're devil worshiping Democrats." The kid's annoying. Yeah, yeah, he kid's annoying. Although I Paris is going to punch him in the face. But when Paris kind of bonds with him a little later. No, he's well, still annoying. You know, when the kid's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a journalist and I, I put it in next week's paper. And it, yeah. it kind of hits kind of hard. And I thought Paris was being kind of a dick. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry, kid. I'm sorry yeah, for he, what? Yeah, you know, this about, kid that whole, is, uh, about that whole next week thing. <laughs> this kid, Brady Bloom. Yes, uh-huh. played Christopher Robin in many Winnie the Pooh films, and he was in Get a Life, yeah, and in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, hmm. Get a Life—that's the one with, uh, yeah, Chris Elliott. I wish I could yeah, go Chris back Elliott. and rewatch that show because I'm reading—I only remember—I remember watching it on Fox after The Simpsons or around that time and enjoying it, but not getting all of it. It seems like something now, as a 43-year-old, I would really much yeah. more appreciate. Chris Elliott's so great. Oh, he's fucking hilarious. I think he was on that one, that one uh, transition season of SNL, where they just yeah. brought in people for one year and then it fired them all and <laughs> brought in a new group. Because he was pretty regular on uh, in bit parts on Letterman. Yes. Yeah. And I just I don't know, it, it was hit or miss. He had he's got that style of comedy that I I like a lot of it, but then it just goes too far. He's he's like that that kid that you know he, you laugh at one of his jokes and then he just tries to to just keep going and you're just I like a, just, I have no uh, idea what you're talking about <laughs> I don't know anybody like that <laughs> no he's great his daughter was on SNL <clears throat> Ben left. Ben seems grumpy today. I'm just saying. Ben went back to his home planet and died <laughs> on the way. <laughs> I made that joke the other day. That's a great joke. Um, but yeah, so then they disappear and they're back in this other world and the crew is trying to figure out how to find them. And then the techno babble just gets way out of hand. Like they take the techno babble from like a seven to like a 12. Like it's got our, yeah. our uh, subspace fractures and in temporal flux. I'm pretty sure they just got like some of those like magnetic poetry words and just threw them up on the wall. Like, oh, that sounds good. So this is why Ronald D. Moore quit. Like he was on DS9 now. When DS9 ended and he came over to help the Voyager guys out, he was he wasn't there very long before he was just like, just no, you you guys help you. It's well, out of control. Science fiction. They want to hear all kinds of future sounding words. It's out of control. The techno babble, and then like they, and the way they just kind of whip up these items that'll help them do this thing that they want to do is breakneck speed and ridiculous. Like they make those armbands, which are anti-Polaris devices. And you're just like, what the fuck? Why didn't you have those when you went down the first time? Well, we didn't know they would be, there were fractures the first time. But where did they just, they just, they just have them. Those are a Starfleet issue, anti-Polaris well, no, this, devices. This isn't an unknown form of energy. Like they, yeah, but it's, they know it and they know it's dangerous uh, to use. I don't know if it's like they when they scanned for radiation there was no dangerous levels of radiation or mm-hmm. whatever. so 
I guess with these subspace fractures, you got to wear the, the armband. But my question is, did they make those or are yeah. those like Starfleet issue? Made them. Okay. So, it, those, I'm sure. yeah. so they're, so everybody knows how to make these things because it's the first time I've ever heard it mentioned. They just kind of whip it up out of the. Okay. Well, this is the first time we ever heard polaric radiation mentioned. Yeah. I'm just saying. You, just, you make everything up. It's it. Okay. It was everything modular in the future. So you just take these pieces and like plop them in. You tweak it. So it's like Ikea. Them. It's like Ikea furniture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just set your setting for, okay, we want, we don't You've want regular radiation. Wrench and it puts everything together. All right. No. So I was the only one that was like, wow, they did that really fast. No, no, they did okay, it really good. fast. <laughs> good. Okay. Just but I'm just, sure. You know, it's just like, you know, I've spent 40 years trying to explain away the mistakes on this franchise. So it, it go into automatic pilot. No, I didn't look at it as a mistake. It was just like, wow, that was very much like we know exactly what to do. There wasn't a lot of trial and error here. It was just like, mm -hmm. okay, well, since this is happening, we need these devices and we just have them right here. Well, so, to be fair, though, they said it should work. Yeah. You know, okay. was, right. I think that was the part that bothered me the least is that they had something that could like detect or do something about a type of radiation. It was when they started um, ripping holes in subspace to go forward in time or back in time. Yeah. And I was like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. I was all subspace. Why, do you, why don't you go back in time every time you go to warp? I was, yeah. I, I was familiar. Yeah, I felt the same way about that too. It's like, that is, how is this happening so easily? Like these, these should be like kind of dangerous theories that might not work. And I, I don't think they said the word tachyon once. And it's like <laughs> a key, no, no, uh, uh, techno babble word for traveling back in time. Was that last week that, uh, yeah, last week with Carrie, because he had uh, done a tachyon pulse. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, you should have at least. Well, maybe they were so disheartened. Tachyons travel back in time, right? So well, they go faster they than the speed of light. But I think what they're saying with that is out with the old and in with the new. Like we're gonna do some new made-up science bands. shit. We're not doing well. Yeah, because later on in the spoilers, later on they let Homeboy leave the medical bay because he has an armband. Yeah, armbands are big in this show. Yeah, was mm -hmm. like a they have a Nazi showrunner or something like that. We gotta, <laughs> well, to be fair, bands. Nazis show up later in this series. So surprisingly, no armbands. No armbands. That was really weird. It's space, so it's different. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of techno babble, almost to the point where it took me out of the episode because it was just so jarring. And I know that sounds weird, but it was really overdone. To go from Deep Space Nine, which is I don't want to say techno babble light, but almost. Yeah, because it's not about the uh, you know technical solutions to the problem or alien of the day more more times than not. It's like a political, you know, situation they yeah. have to get out of more than a technical one. Yeah. So. And I think that's going to be it's a, a it's gonna be a point of <laughs> instead of like spending ten minutes talking about how he determined it was a fake, it's like he knows it's a fake. It's a fake. <laughs> but I think that's gonna be a point of uh, annoyance for me for a little while, at least until I get used to techno babble again. Ben's either frozen or perfectly still, but his fire is moving, so he's not frozen. <laughs> I'm, I'm just listening. Rage is building. That's what the fire is. Yes, it's, it's so snow, snow's going to turn to rain and then steam. <laughs>
He's going to change the background to like a haunted castle with <laughs> fucking lightning bolts in the background. This is Our my heads soul, mounted on the wall, Ben. <laughs> how, did you, how did you do that so quickly? Well, you, you can't tell with the little, the painting. Um, that, that, that's that's the lake of fire. Are we trapped, <laughs> Are we trapped in that painting? Screaming. Ben loves us. He's full of shit. Right. Wait, is that a gi- a big guitar by the fire? It is. Yeah. You didn't have to turn around and look. Ben plays guitar when he's not pissed at us for messing with Wikipedia. I'm not, I'm not pissed. See, that's what pisses me off when people tell me I'm pissed and I'm not. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Ben, I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not your heart rate, Ben. Mind but I fucking am now. Yeah, your thing's going to start going off. Like Stanley in that office episode. <laughs> It's going to be us that stresses Ben out. The podcast is killing Whenever ben. Michael Scott or the Dork Trek cast come near Ben. <laughs> so, yes. Trying to kill me. Why? So, they're stuck in the past. And I mean, to be fair, so are you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you, Ben. We're friends. We're all friends here. Here was your little Debbie rappers. Prove that you're not trying to kill yourself. Death by Debbie. So no, I'm I'm actually that's, tom- that's why he's got that background up. He doesn't want us to see the the pile of little Debbie wrappers in the background. No. The boxes of moon pies. <laughs> he's just got a throne made of moon pies. <laughs> throne of lies. There you go. Oh look at that. Okay, there's a different angle tonight. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> so if you look not an iron throne it's a niacin throne <laughs> so my uh tape is back yes that is the size that's the outline that the bookshelves will take up on my wall but i thought you're you're staying there i thought you were gonna move i'm threatening to move <laughs> okay well but, if you get bookshelves you ain't moving i know that yeah. shit yeah so fun funny enough with He's too close uh, to his uh sushi hookup so well so funny enough, though the the noise problem. Uh huh. Um, after I complained twice, that was just me being mean. After the rest of the building complained, huh. then they took it seriously. Well, that's oh. nice. Well, good. I'm glad. So, yeah. take a stand, friend. How did Absolutely. you find out the rest of the building complained? Hmm? Did they just tell you that you should go back up there and like, oh yeah, everybody else complained too. We well, all no, took a vote. Nobody likes him. <laughs> One neighbor did. The one neighbor I actually talked to told me, oh, yeah, that, that was horrible. And and then she talked to that one and that one talked to this one. And that was oh, yeah. the, the, the gossip circle got on yeah. it. Okay. I don't I don't participate. They were all knitting together. I just have the one person that I talk to, but then they talk to everybody. So. Mm. That's, yeah. I mean, that's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how you get results. Mm hmm. But yeah, so they're stuck here and then they trick people into telling them who they, they're from another region or whatever. I don't yeah. really care what they're, region they're, they're from. They're new at this Burger King. They don't yeah. know how the checkout system works exactly. Can you show <laughs> us, please? They're like, hey, check out these power lines. And nobody is like, in, nobody's concerned about these outsiders just examining their power lines. And then they go, hey, let's go to the power plant. And then they go, and then they go to the power plant. Nobody cares about that. But there's also this, this smallish but kind of funny like riot scene going on there. Yeah. Which 
I mean, this is like going over to Surrey, the nuclear plant yeah. here, and and protesting out front, and then we just kind of walk up. Do, 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 do. Like the Burger King employees are pissed at the guys that are wearing the the earmuffs and that have the metal sticks. We and want warm you ears can't make too. Make a serve beyond meat. <laughs> Like, look, my ears are cold. I want to go inside. The costuming in this episode is fucking terrible. It's just so bad. And they've got their little metal sticks, and there's like a fight. Yeah, and the one guy is fake Clancy Brown. Yeah, he is fake Clancy Brown. That's a really good, uh, yeah. And so Jan, Janway gets punched in the face and then Paris punches the guy in the face and then they they take them away to their secret base and they're interrogating Janway and Paris like you're not who you say you are you know we you're not you're from the government you're going to mess were up you you're from McDonald's last <laughs> yeah we are from McDonald's you're trying to steal the secret sauce recipe we know what you're doing you can't have the plants to the flame broiled oven <laughs> i like when they're like oh yeah either you were inside a, a one of the power plants or you were exposed to one of the greatest you know polaric radiation disasters this world has ever seen so you know, it's just <laughs> like that's never happened <laughs> <laughs> i mean so was this a big was uh a douche was was this a criticism of earth and our use of nuclear power yeah i think so. okay these guys were like Space green piece. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen here. But this all happens in like three hours. Yeah. Well, it's got to be less than a day. Yeah, it's less yeah. than a day. This, I mean, it's never dark. And how long are their days? I mean, this could be a whole Bajoran pregnancy situation. <laughs> I don't know how long their days are because they're rotations, but it never gets dark. Uh, it's never, there's never evening. The sun, a sun is always in the sky. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Maybe it's a um, binary system. So yeah. they just have, you know, day and less day. Maybe. Well, they are in a red dwarf. It's a red dwarf system or whatever. Oh, yeah. They did they, say it's a red dwarf system. Yeah. So they mentioned that, but like, yeah, all this comes together really fast. Shouldn't the daylight be a little different? I guess it depends on the composition of their atmosphere. But yeah, like their daylight was the same color as our daylight. Well, yeah. Why don't they? Why isn't it like Krypton? Yeah, or something. Yeah. And Janway in the point mentions like we can't do anything to help these people. Fuck them. They're all going to die. Like we can't do anything. Prime Directive. Yeah, because that's important here too. Got to mention that. But then they bring him back to their secret base, which is, it just looks like somebody's rec room or something with yeah. like the, yeah, it's, it's Even really, the, I was disappointed by the guns so yeah. much. Yeah. The, Somebody's going to come to check out a pool, a pool queue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Sign here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to our prisoners. So they're in the rec room and they're trying to grill him and Janway's not really giving him anything. She's like, yeah, we're this, we're that. And then she finally just tells him like, look, we're, we're from the Federation Starship Enterprise. And that doesn't mean anything out here because nobody's ever heard of yeah. you out here. The Voyager, nobody knows who that is. Nobody We're knows. interstellar travelers, blah, blah, blah. It's this like, is a planet with no satellites. Yeah. Like, they don't, uh, they don't, you know, they don't, they won't register interstellar spaceship. But then, oh, go ahead, Dan. Go well, ahead, they're Dan. in the, the equivalent of the nuclear age with their polaric radiation generators or whatever. Yeah, but, but we had satellites pretty early on in 
our nuclear age. Well, I was going to say, when was our first nuclear power plant versus when, you know, and when was, when when could we have potentially had a a built out nuclear power, you know, system in place versus Sputnik? You know, it was like, but again, planets develop at different rates, but it just seemed odd that they would have this kind of energy but not have, I mean, so is this like, are they in the 1950s? Basically. They're basically, yeah. Projectile weapons, you know? Yeah. That, no that sounds beams. like lasers. It's like, it's very G.I. Joe, because when they yeah. shoot them, they go, pew, 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 pew. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They just on? added those noisemakers onto the guns to make them sound cooler. I know they did, but still, it's funny. It, no, it I'm was, saying in this society, that's what they Oh, did. that's, they were shooting the guns to go pew, pew? Yeah, that's how those guns are made. They have a, a special, uh, not a silencer, but a noiser. A pew pewer? That makes the pew pew sound. <laughs> Maybe they're the gas, like CO yeah. gas cartridges or something. Yeah. I don't know, but they had definitely had projectile weapons, but they sounded like lasers, which was fucking really lame. It was really lame. Yeah. Pew pew. Maybe pew, the pew. sound effects people couldn't land on a good gun sound that they wanted to use, you know? They're using like nickel plated, like fl- like thirty eights and sh- weird yeah. shit like that. Like it's a very odd mix of guns that they're using here. And then you just hand wave everything away because oh, it's the Delta Quadrant guns sound different. Yeah, but then Jane they're made Wade, almost exactly the same as something you'll see on Law and Order, but they, they sound s- different. They sound different. This definitely isn't just a prop that was left over from another show that we no. just painted. No, it's all Lenny Briscoe. Find one of those on it, and, <laughs> and he was this? holding it with a pencil. Like this. the exactly. third. That's what I saw in my head. <laughs> the, the third, maybe the fourth, alien species we meet in in the uh, Delta Quadrant. After you know the first three, well, the first four looked completely not human, mm-hmm. right? The fifth race we meet exactly human. Yeah. That you would pass. Yeah. And apparently have red blood because, you know, Janeway bleeding out the head didn't uh, freak anybody. Them. Yeah. They were just like, oh, cool. That's what our blood looks like. They must be from that other place because that's what their blood looks like. If too. you're an alien, why ain't you got blue blood? Like your hair color doesn't you. match people from that continent. What a stupid thing to say. <laughs> I ain't never seen nobody from Ireland with red hair before. Huh? Yeah. And then, and then, so while all that's going on, we're back on Voyager, and they're trying to figure out what's happening, like what's going on. Why is Ensign Kim in all these meetings? He's just a dipshit Ensign. Like, what is he? He's he's the operations officer. He's been in the academy for fucking. He's been in Starfleet for like two weeks. How is he in this meeting? He's the he. His job is what Data's job was on the uh, Enterprise. So you're telling me on the Enterprise you had a fucking high like. High, super high functioning, state of the art robot that could com- compute things to. And he was a lieutenant commander. Yeah, and 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 Voyager stuck with some shithead right out of the academy. Nobody like, wants to listen to an ensign. Nobody Maybe the guy who was over him died. Maybe. Wait. Death by promotion, Vader style. Captain Neater gone. <laughs> Next captain, come on up, buddy. 
maybe i don't know but yeah i was that that was i don't want to say it was jarring to me but it was in my notes why is ensign kim there who gives a fuck about him you can't find anybody He's better bridge crew i don't know that's the thing that bugs me through this whole season or not this whole season this entire series and i guess this is the 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 latent star trek racism that's been ingrained in us since the beginning of any star trek it's like you've got a perfectly good vulcan on the ship and he's your tactical officer not your science officer yeah what the hell and your klingon is your chief engineer it's just like you you guys <laughs> they don't can know. be whatever they want it's, it's like no, your klingon is your tactical <laughs> officer your vulcan should be your science officer well, they don't have a science officer on this ship well that's what the operations officer is he does the role of the science officer or at least, I mean, because think of all the shit that Kim, Data did. Really? And they kind of split the, the role that Spock did on the original series between Data and Worf. And on this, they do it between Kim Isn't and... Isn't that uh, what uh, Dax kind of did on DS9? She was an actual mm-hmm. science officer, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, And then O'Brien was the operations chief. Yeah. Which I think Jenny's leaving. Then he was more of a chief engineer on, on there. <laughs> Basically, nobody knows what the fuck's going on anymore because nobody read the Fletcher manual. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where I don't know what Kim's doing, but they, that's where they figure out to start breaking up the the rifts. They're gonna mm-hmm. they're, they're gonna try to break them and and go through. And I, once they what's their plan though? That Janeway's just gonna jump through the fucking hole? Yeah, I guess. Like, because they never really state like, what if it works? How do we get her back? We're just gonna grab her and pull her. Like this through. mysterious portal is gonna open, and they're gonna know to jump through. But I guess they could, they ended up being able to communicate through them. But what is she's gonna jump through the hole? It's like fucking pulling a rabbit out of a hat at a magic show. Yeah. What could be? Go towards the light. <laughs> well, think about uh, when they were when Crusher was in the the sh- the, the episode where the the collapsing bottle or yeah, warp bubble or universe. whatever. And it's just like, you know, they kept opening it up and it kept trying to sucker through the, the vortex or whatever. <laughs> sucker through the vortex. Suck harder. Hey, and Jenny. <laughs> I bet she could suck me through a vortex if you know what I'm saying. She can suck a vortex through a garden hose, baby. <laughs> uh, there's Ben. But yeah, um, there's the look we've been waiting for, Ben. <laughs> he loves it. He knows he does. But yeah, so it's just, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> then they say, okay, well, the government obviously knows what's going on because they're wearing these communicating devices. They're listening in on our conversations. So they say, okay, and it the- makes you think because at some point, like earlier in the episode, they find their destroyed you know, com badges. And they're like, they were killed in the explosion. Well, no. Tuvok's like, no, I mean, we just know their communicators were destroyed. We don't know that they died. And then when it gets taken off, then you're like, okay, so there's a chance they don't die here. Yeah. Yeah. And plus it's the third episode of the first season. <laughs> that was, a, that was another indication like, that the captain and the helmsman. <laughs> Between those two things. Was she, uh, Kate Mulgrew just wanted to chase her movie career. Three episodes in. Yeah. 
<laughs> she pulled it to Denise Crosby. They were just going to yeah. keep bringing her back. <laughs> yeah. Her and Tom Paris, it was a suicide pact. Baba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm betting or, on Kate Mulgrew, baby. <laughs> Rick Berman is just like, God damn it. Why do people keep quitting the first season? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so uh, they take, they're like, okay, well, we got to move up our plan. Okay. We so were going to do it next week. And then that's when, you know, Tom Perry, you know, she's explained, she has to explain it to Tom. Shit could have happened. He's like, okay, well, they just blow up next week. It's like, well, you know, we don't know what the conditions are next week. Yeah. Maybe it's rainy. Maybe they got stopped. Yeah. But this happens now. So we got to go along with it. Yep. But the, the, I, this was probably my favorite part of the episode was earlier in the day. Cause it's mm. the same day there was armed protests and gunfire. And then now these fucking five assholes just walk up in their Burger King uniforms and there's nobody there. There's if, no guards. If, if you try to, if you try to <laughs> warn them, if you try to warn them, I got a gun on the kid. I'll, I'll, I'll plug the kid, kill him dead right here. And it'll be your fault. Yeah. And but there's badass Janeway. But again, though, there's no, there's no presence of any, any, there was a they, scuffle. There's like, a gate. There was 30 minutes ago. It was 30 minutes ago. There was like. They have a turnstile. They, <laughs> it was they ridiculous. Have, they, have a, they have the gate that you have to punch the code in. No, you got, no, you don't need the code. You just it's have to hit the button and foot, it goes up. Two foot tall gate. <laughs> you had two guards. Nobody has ever tried to jump Sticks. over before. <laughs> Look, we'll shoot the kid. And then Janeway's like, okay, fine. We're hostages. And then. I mean, I, she, the kid, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it though. Which is really annoying. I mean, just the the monotone voice, the look the guy straight in the eyes is, "I am a hostage." Yes, they're here to blow up this. I mean, it's just like, well, what was their plan to get in before Janeway came around? Because before they said they had a plan, but when they got to the gate, they're like, "Are right, we just going to tell her she's with the government?" Well, they're not going to they ask had, for any. They still had a week to get the rest of their plan. Okay, in okay, place. okay, okay. So yeah. this is kind of the expedient. Hey, okay. let's you know, Maybe tell the government to let them in. Is that that's all you got to do? Is just be like, just show them your tits, Janeway. Tell them, tell them you're you're a senator. They'll believe you. I mean, you've seen the people we've elected recently. It's not that far fetched for anybody to become a fucking government official. Yeah. But yeah, so she says, uh, "I'm a hostage," and then we have the slowest kind of shootout in the whole wide world because the kid's like, he pulls his gun out and slowly points it at the kid. I'm gonna shoot him, and then Paris jumps in the way and gets shot, which is so no. corny and goofy. No, and he takes one in the rib, but it goes. <laughs> Would have hurt worse with a sound effect. Uh, and then a, a bunch of people get shot right out in front of this. Their blood's on your hands. Power station, and they open the gate very easily, and they go in, and that's the end. That's the last security we see in the entire episode. There's been a fucking gunfight. You know what? It's been sufficient to this point. We don't need to spend more resources on security. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's been People a god. Love, they love all this uh, polaric energy we give them. A goddamn well, gunfight out in front of this power station. It's it's like the 1950s. Remember? It's just like we used to talk about on the Columbo episodes. You know, the shit that we saw in Columbo is why there's security cameras everywhere now. This is this planet's equivalent to the 50s. They haven't dealt with shit like this. This this planet has been completely privatized. There's no government police force. So that's it's why nobody the, it's shows It's the libertarian up. future. Exactly. <laughs> that's the future libertarians want. 
no satellites. Government's listening in on them. We want to have satellites if the government didn't uh, subsidize those programs. Yeah. Early on, so. We wouldn't have roads. Fire <laughs> like, departments. But yes, yeah, so, forces. So they quickly get into the place and they're doing their thing. And Janway's like, okay, uh, you know, you stay here with the bleeding guy kid and tell him what happened. And then she finds like a laser pistol or something. I don't know where she found the laser pistol, but she just happens to find a laser pistol. Yeah. It's one of the cops' guns. Okay. And she does the worst job sneaking up on. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I was okay. half expecting for her to do like a barrel roll between, you know, like from one hiding spot and then like do the tump and the tuck and roll over to the other side of the hallway. She sneaks over. And then while that's going on, they decide, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to do, we found the, the, the point of explosion. We're just going to go there and see what happens to see if we can find somebody. Maybe that's where the captain died. Yeah. Well, that's what Tess tells him. Like, yeah, this yeah. is where the captain, the yeah, captain dies. Like, no, that's, that's so stupid. <laughs> Scandy, there's no beacon. Yeah. But so then we, you know, there's like a weird standoff and Janway's not going to, everybody knows Janway's not going to shoot him. Yeah. Like Janway's not going to do it. Well, then we're just going to wait. Yeah, we're just going to sit here like doofuses and however many rotations it takes. We're going to fucking wait. What time is it? 40, 34, 86 square rectangle. Cool. Well, we're waiting Smiley face. Time. Thumbs up emoji. We're waiting until Apple 26. LOL. Keep it 100. That's what time it is. Okay. <laughs> well, we're we're going to wait until Apple 26 eggplant water symbol. R69. Then we'll go. And then while they're waiting, this weird light beam starts. Like the, the portal opens up. And, and they're all like, oh, my God, you're telling the truth. You are the Messiah. <laughs> and then um, Janeway's like, oh, no, that's going to make the that's going to cause the explosion. Oh, no. Oh, no. So she says, give me the fucking phaser, phaser and I'm going to shoot the phaser into the hole. Which kills everybody on the other end. When exactly. It was she so fire. sure that that was safe for the people on the other side? I guess she doesn't want to die. As long as she doesn't die, it's fine. Yeah. That's, like, that's the key thing we're going to see with Janeway over the next few years. <laughs> How do we keep Catherine alive? Because Catherine is number one. Yep. Kate oh, is great, so yeah. we got to keep Kate around. And was it just me or did – I know, and I know that I'm playing Inside Baseball because Ben and I have read that book uh, about mm. Star Trek – but does Chakotay just look bored as fuck <laughs> this entire episode? He's yeah, just he like entire thing. Cool. All right. <laughs> he just I get on that. It's like when when Tuvok's like, you know, oh no, the captain would never go to the source of the explosion. And then he's kind of Chakotay's like, that's what I would do. And then Chakotay's like, well, not Captain Janeway. And then Chakotay's just like, no, nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't even try to argue he's just like right, whatever you know what? Like, what, i mean from the very beginning of the episode though when they're like oh this whole planet blew up and everything with flesh evaporated in pain and, and flames and they're like all right well i'm gonna beam down uh helmsman and tactical officer y'all with me and chicote just is like all right <laughs> yo bring back some chips because Riker, you know, he's just like, oh, no, the captain has to stay on the ship. Chakotay's just like, what? Bye. 
And you think you that would be more in charge. You think that would be more important than ever on Voyager because they're 70 years lost in space. They would need the captain more than anybody. You think they wouldn't let her go anywhere. Yeah. But they she's all over the place. For her to leave so that if she dies, he can take over. That's it just shows off. that she trusts Chakotay so much. Chicote just, I mean, he just literally looks like he's got zero fucks. Because when, when Kess is having her moment, when she's like on the ground, kind of like, oh, the voices, he's like, mm hmm. Like you do your, do your kid when they fall and hurt themselves on their bike, but you know they're fine. Like, all right, okay. Oh, all right, should, all right. Do we feel better we now? Go to the okay. doctor and get a shot. Do, should we cut it off? <laughs> Are you going to be okay? <laughs> well, how about do you don't fall next time? <laughs> Didn't I tell you to be careful? <laughs> our go-to, our go-to is definitely. Well, I guess we had to go to the hospital and get a shot. Oh yeah. Because once we said that, no, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Mine has always been. I guess. I guess we're gonna have to cut it off. So, but yeah, it's definitely. Um, yeah, Chakotay's got zero fucks. But I thought Tuvok was. Give. I thought Tuvok was very good in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he was kind of mm-hmm. like very Vulcany. He was kicking that Vulcan shit. The thing that I have. A- problem with with i guess it's most people who play vulcans is they're supposed to be uh, emotionless i guess or suppressed emotions or whatever or they don't have emotional responses to things but he just looks annoyed most of the time yeah and annoyance is a emotion last time i checked i think that's i was that what i read i gotta go back and, and reread some stuff about tuvok but where he was just that, that his interactions with neelix were like a choice, like a specific choice to do the entire series that he was yeah. just over him from the beginning. Yeah. Like, I know I don't have emotions, but you're annoying the shit out of me. Yeah. You can, it's it's like... Make an exception for you. Before I got my we, pom-far coming up, man. <laughs> before we knew how rapey uh, dolphins were, <laughs> there was, uh, you know, back when we thought they were all nice and, and, oh, the dolphins, and let's go swimming with the dolphins, right? There was this documentary with Robin Williams and he went swimming with the dolphins and it bit him. Right. And he comes out of the water and, and they're joking about it. And he's like, what kind of asshole am I that all the people on the planet swim with dolphins and they're so lovely and they're so peaceful and they're so happy. And then I get in the water and I piss it off enough that it bites me. What does that say about me? And so that's the thing with Neelix, you know, and the Vulcans Tuvok, perfect vulcan because he's not like spock this is our you know other than dr salar on tng he's our first full-on vulcan uh, as a regular character and so sarek you know we've seen sarek wasn't it well yeah but wasn't a regular character he was a guest of the week yeah it's true but so this guy's like full-on series regular you know he's what zahn could have been and the thing is, is he's not conflicted about being Vulcan. He's not trying to, you know, data it up and be more human. He's, I'm perfectly fine with who I am, whatever. But Neelix pisses him off that bad, that we see emotional response. The annoyance, that's how bad Neelix is, is that you can piss off a perfectly fine Vulcan otherwise. He's got great resting Vulcan face. He's just... Well, even like when they first hit the shockwave and he's like, Mr. Neelix, do you know, you know, what people are on this planet? Are you familiar with the species? And he's oh, familiar. I wouldn't exactly say familiar. He goes into the shtick. Like he goes in a little familiar. I gotta tell you. And then you see Tuvok in the background's reaction where he's just like, yeah, he's a motherfucker. Yeah. 
but yeah, he's yeah, he's he was good. I thought though, I liked him. Yeah. But um, they shoot the laser into the she shoots the laser into the hole, and then the reaction on the other end of the hole when it kind of blows up in their face is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, it, watch Torres because she overacts like a motherfucker. There, it's really fun. Well, even more fun. I've had to go back and watch it again. Kim is slow. Yes. yes. So everybody else goes, and he's in the front. Yeah. But, but time, everybody else, time goes backwards. Time's not a circle. So time's a circle, Ben. The explosion impact is also going backwards. But then all of a sudden, they're back on the ship talking to the Delaney sisters or about the Delaney sisters. Yeah. And we're back where we started. What the hell happened? Well, there is there is no explosion. And so and, they see the implant and there's people down there and they're like, all right, cool. Mark it on the chart. Yeah, Cass comes up. And so she's the one that knows something has changed. And yeah. like, Show me the people. Show me the planet. And Janeway's like, all right, you child. <laughs> she shows, there's the fucking planet. You happy now, dummy? Yes, I'm happy. And then it was just a picture of Earth. <laughs> oh, there's the planet. Why would she know? She doesn't know what the Earth looks like. Yeah. She's an idiot. That's what a class implant looks like. So anytime we say there's a class implant, that's what it's going to look like. This they all look the exact same. Water. I mean, come on. But I will say though, I liked Cass's kind of like her her development where she's kind of growing into these like empathetic powers, I guess that she has, for lack of a better term. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is what very Troy should have been. It is very Troy esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it yeah. hasn't developed yet. But... Yeah, but she's it's like kind of growing. But Neelix ain't having. He's like, no, son, that shit ain't real, bitch. You just on your space period. That's all that is. As long as she can't tell that I'm lying to her. You better put out tonight. I don't want to hear none of that space period voices in your head stuff. You know how you get when you get overexcited. Why don't you take one of your Valium, go have a lie down. You'll be fine. Last time I tried to put it in, you said... Last time I tried to put it in, you said you heard a thousand voices screaming out because they planned a blew up. I'm tired of that shit. Put it in your butt. <laughs> screaming out. <laughs> Jenny, you you wild. A pole yeah. in your anus. But that's anus the, energy. That's the episode. <laughs> we got two episodes in a row that's just chock full of techno babble and time travel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, oh, we wouldn't have had this problem if we hadn't caused the problem to begin with. Oh no. But how could that happen if it hasn't happened for us yet? Oh no. We I don't understand time. Paris, we just talked about this last episode. <laughs> Didn't you take notes, Tom? Weren't what? you paying attention? I can drive good. <laughs> yes, you can, Tom. And I can tell time on weird clocks. Man, I got uh, Dennis, what do you think of this episode? Uh, it's kind of disappointing to do another time travel episode that quickly uh it doesn't show a lot of imagination in the writing i thought some of the um i thought it was good to see janeway and paris kind of paired up with each other Mm -hmm. but i mean the doctor seems kind of cool so yeah yeah he seems Mm -hmm. like the i guess my favorite character so far in the crew and he hasn't started singing yet so See, that's that's interesting because that's another question i was going to ask and i'll ask jenny your rating and so far who's your favorite um okay so i think i'm gonna rate it 
I think I'm gonna rate it a five. Okay. Like, Den- Dennis, did we get your rating? What did you say? We, yeah, we didn't get his rating. No. Um. Yeah, it's like a five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of problems with it. Again, like the time travel, second one in a row, too much techno babble, and like some of the stuff just didn't. It just didn't make any fucking sense. Like, I can't sus- suspend disbelief quite as much as they wanted me to. But I didn't hate it either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite character may be Chakotay so far. Just because, like, mm-hmm. when you're saying how he's just like, whatever, yeah. Like, I, I relate to that very much. Where you're just like, you know what? I can't argue with you. Just, just do what the fuck you want to do. I'll help you fix it later, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. All right. All right. Ben, what about you? Give us the rating for the episode, your thoughts, and then so far, three episodes in your favorite character. Um, I'm going to give it a five also. Okay. Mainly because it's another freaking time travel episode. And this is one where I'm going to let what I, my future knowledge influence because I'm so fucking over time travel already with this series. And I know that it's just going to be seven more years yeah. of time travel. Well, it's like every what two thirds of the episodes are going to be about time travel so far because that's what we've gotten. So, yeah, the, I mean, the only reason I'm not quitting the show tonight is because I know the phage is next week and that's a good one. So, so you're going to quit after the phage? Well, it depends on what the one after the phage is. Okay. So each week I'll make that decision. But, <laughs> okay, um, fair, fair enough. <laughs> well, that is letter of resignation again. It's been this, denied. It's been. I've had it written for a while. I just. I'm just waiting to to hand it in. Um. Actually, that's for work. But anyway. Um. No. Five. Um. I'm over the time travel. My favorite character, uh, just from the the three ep- based on the three episodes we've seen. Yeah. I want to say Janeway, but right as of now, she's my number two, and uh, the Doctor is okay. my number one. Okay. Just because that will shift quickly in weeks to come, <laughs> I'm sure. Wait a second. Ben and I completely agree? That's cool. I'm down what? with that. I love it. You guys have more in common than you know. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to break up the awkward silence there and say that uh, I'm going to give the episode, I'm going to give it a four and a half. I didn't wow. really, I mean, I feel bad being the fourth episode watched that I'm giving it a four and a half, but that it just feel bad. It was, it was, it just was, it was too much like last week's episode. Yeah. It was time travel. It was, you know, things happen because we haven't happened like that because time doesn't work that way. And the techno babble was just too much for me. Too much techno babble. Just yada, yada, yada. It was fucking ridiculous. And so far, I'd say my favorite character is Janeway. I like her the best. I like I like the fact that she gets geeked about this stuff. Like you can mm-hmm. like see it. Like she gets, this is the second episode in a row where she's visibly gotten excited about some, when they were like looking around for the, the in the wreckage, she got visibly like, Oh, look at this. Ooh, she was a check? science officer. Yeah. It was really cool to see. So I like that. So, so far she's my fave. Yep. And the number two, I don't I couldn't even tell you. Cause it's, it's like her and then the rest. Neelix, but. And then Neelix at the bottom. Yes. Yes. One of the uh, something that caught my eye when we were talking about the episode, I, I looked at the Wikipedia page. So in the reception section, they say in 2017, Netflix announced that this episode was among the top 10 most rewatched 
Star Trek episodes. What? Excluding the first two episodes of each series. So that just leads me to think a lot of people tried to start watching Voyager and then just like, oh, no. <laughs> they stopped here. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody makes it this far and they're like, another time travel episode? <laughs> and then they quit. <laughs> Yes, I don't think that statistic gives this. It's not the glowing recommendation for this episode. It's not good. Like, it's just not. Well, I mean, it's not horrible. Like, if we, if I just randomly watched this out on its own, maybe. Sure. Yeah. But it's, I mean, that's one of the things that with us watching this in order and watching it week to week, we watch it like people originally watched it. You know, we're not sitting here watching 20 episodes in a row. We're watching mm -hmm. this episode, then we watch next week's episode, next week's, you know. And so we've had a week between episodes, and it still feels like it's too much time travel. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if it had been like, I don't know, like if we had just randomly said, hey, go watch an episode of Voyager, and I picked this one, I, I think I would have rated it higher. Maybe. I could see that. But because I've had the last two episodes – just like, is this, like, this is a whole be? new part of the Star Trek universe that hasn't been explored before. Like, give us something about the Delta Quadrant to make us interested in it. Because so far, like Caretaker kind of gave a little bit of a setting, you know, like we got the Kazons and we got mm -hmm. S's people and we got Neelix and, you know, so we got a little something. But then the last couple episodes have almost been bottle episodes where we don't learn anything about the Delta Quadrant at all. Just these anomalous things that happen. And yeah, the, you could have put this episode. That's a really good point, Dennis. Like, let's build, let's world build here. Yeah. Like, you could drop this episode in season four, episode six, and been like, okay, cool. Like, it's just, it's, well, we just saw some planet. Yeah, it's like fair, if though, DS9 didn't talk about the wormhole again until the second season or something. You know? <laughs> well, to be fair, though, this is episodic Star Trek. This is not going to be like DS9 that we got used to. No, I'm not saying There's... that, but I mean, like, let's 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 world build. Like, we're still in, like, a whole different quadrant of space. Like Dennis said, like, let's find some anomalies. Let's see some weird shit. Like, show us some new races of people. Like, we just see a bunch of humans but that bleed red blood. That I mean, that's the thing, though. That wear that Burger after, King outfits. After your, your first episode, that's all your world building. And then in, in episodic Star Trek... You've got to, this has to, you have to be able to take an ep this episode and drop it in the middle of season four. And it would be just as much sense that, I mean, that's the whole thing. You because the idea is you act, you know, you're not going to be able to watch them in order all the time. Fair enough. So somebody has to be able to turn on the TV. Voyager is on. They, I haven't seen it in six weeks, but I know exactly what's going on because I saw the first episode. I understand that but yeah at the same time this is still what the third episode yeah. they should be doing a little bit more character building and world building at this point because mm -hmm. people are still in the early or late 90s they're still watching it all for the first time mm -hmm. they they should have been doing more of that they at least last week we got a little bit of like oh taurus she's real fiery she's gonna punch you in the face so at least that kind of gave you a little bit of character building on top of the episode. Mm -hmm. This is this is very much like you know who these people are, you know what they do. Watch this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where I'm saying in mm -hmm. some character building, some world building. You know, like yeah. let's establish some more characters. Like, hey, you know that Chicote, he's got a trick knee because he played fucking American football and hurt his leg. So that's why he limps sometimes. So just something, you know? Mm -hmm. Something. Yep. 
That's but it's just like you you very much know who these people are. And I guess maybe they tried to do that a little bit in the beginning with Paris and and um, and Harry, where they're like, yeah, man, let's go talk to these chicks, man. Let's go rub up on them. It would have been cooler if they just ran into, you know, they were on this other planet with these strange aliens and trying to learn their culture and stuff and then kind of learn the characters through that lens as opposed to, hey, man, let's go get some poontang. <laughs> yeah. So in the ultimate guide in Star Trek magazine issue 164. Yes. This episode was scored one out of five. Ooh. Yikes. And it was named the worst episode of Voyager's first season. No, the cheese episode is way worse. Is that first season? Yeah, that's the season finale. Okay. Guess we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. We it. But mm. the fact that we're four episodes in and it's very much like, wow, this is a stinker. At least on my point of view, is like that's not a that's not a great sign. Yeah, and I mean TNG really didn't get off to a roaring start either, but you know. Yeah, but TNG didn't really start sucking was, until it was two. the first Star Trek series after you know what like twenty, 20. years. Yeah, this is very formulaic. This is the third one yeah. in a row, like in simultaneous production, basically that they should have been ready to hit the ground with some interesting stories. <clears throat> but this could have been a TNG episode. This could have been like yeah. this is very this is very much a Star Trek formula episode. And I and I think some of that too may be jarring because we are coming out of Deep Space Nine. Think about the people who skipped DS9 because Voyager, remember, started the summer after TNG ended. Yeah. So there's probably there's probably a good chunk of Star Trek fans that have never even seen Deep Space Nine and they just went from TNG to Voyager. Yeah. So this is like, okay, this is cool. This is what they're supposed to do. Yep. So it's Voyager. So it's Deep Space Nine's fault for being so good. Right. That's why it's it's really popular now, though, because people are used to that kind of television now. <clears throat> so there you go. But that's Voyager episode four. Um, again, it's called Time After Time. And again, um, very good Cindy Lauper Counting Crows mashup. You should check that one out. It's real cool. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate time after it. Time, Mr. Jones. <laughs> no, there's a time, time and time again. I believe is a is a Counting Crow song. Oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah. Because we, I mean, come on, Dennis, you're of the age. I'm sure you listen to the shit out of August and everything after. There's yeah, no. I way don't really t- care for like I could listen to one Counting Crow song in a row. <laughs> once, so it, it, pick any song. I can listen to one song of theirs in a row, but I don't want to hear a second one after that. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, like I do like Einstein. Voyager episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Just one. Einstein on the Beach is a good song, though. Okay. I really like Raining in Baltimore is a good one, too. That's a good one. I really Did like you... that whole record for me was really good. Did you say Einstein on the Beach? Mm-hmm. Is that a time travel episode? It will be. It will be. There's a, well, it's like alternate universe. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for listening. And who wants to say it this week? Who gets to say, who wants to say it this week? Ben, you say it. How's that soy latte coming?